Welcome to my podcast with me, Dr. Kate Bartram-Brown, interviewing successful people that I know personally that all have something in common. Yes, they all use magic, the hidden sciences and the mystery school lineage to create success in the modern world. And welcome back, everyone. We are live once again. And we are starting on time. Even though we were busily chatting, I made sure that we were spot on time because we have got so much to cover today. Just to give you a little recap of where we left off last time. Now, some of you might remember that I was able to interview Davina Franklinian. And live on camera, I was very smart. I managed to secure part two in her busy schedule. So here we are. Welcome Davina Frankelanian. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. Oh, so last time we talked about wielding the goddess energy, and we had so many golden nuggets that we received from you, you know, such as the importance of taking responsibility as the leading energy on the planet. Um, you know, that we have the power to make these huge changes needed. But of course, we ran out of time because there is so much to say. So, you know, I, I, I'm so happy that we're able to, you know, carry on where we where we left off. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I feel like I want to just kind of ask you, you know, what is the one message? Um, you know, if you had one message to give, what would that message be? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you for having me again. Um, and yes, last time we spoke about so, so many things. And we could have talked on and for hours and hours, but um, so I'm glad we do have a part two. But if there was that one thing, that one thing that I, a message that I want to give out and primarily to women, to the goddesses in the world, we, and if we want to make change, and I think that there's a lot of us that want to make positive change and that one message is that we need to march for peace. We, so we can bring that balance back on to the planet, right? If we march, uh, if we are marching for fairness, but we are doing it through anger, through hate, through pain, uh, through manipulation, uh, through irresponsibility, then that's what we're going to get in return. And I think really what we want is peace. It's not, it's not about justice, it's about healing. And many of us just want to heal. And, and the planet is aching right now. It's in a lot of pain, there's a lot of confusion. And I think that marching for peace will bring us peace because that peace will allow us to heal. Yes. It's so important, isn't it? Just you know, a very simple, powerful message. Um, yeah, you know, we, ha we have to have that in our hearts. Thank you. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So let's jump into some of the questions that we didn't get to last time, if I may. Um, so could you tell us, you know, about empowering the feminine and masculine energy, what does that mean in our world? Mm. That's, a, that's a big one. That is very big because I think that's what we're trying to do now. 
um, is trying to, we're all trying to find our place. And how, how do we do that? What does that mean? What does it mean to the goddess? What does it mean to the God, right? What does it mean to men, woman? Um, and the first things that come to mind is balance. Empowering the feminine, empowering the masculine means balance. But it can't be one-sided. It can't come from one place or for only uh, a group, right? It can't, that balance can't only come to the woman. It needs to be there for the man as well. So what does it mean to, in, what does it mean in, in, in the aspects of empowering? Well, we both deserve empowerment. The goddess deserves empowerment, but at the same time, so does the God, right? We both deserve that empowerment. We both came here with a purpose, right? And what is that purpose? That's for each and every single one of us to go on that journey and to figure that part out or, or to seek it and to discover. But why would it be okay to uh, take away one's empowerment? And why would it be okay to take away the ability for one to become empowered. And I say that because that's what a lot of our messaging is out there. You know, we have this one, I call it powerful message because not because it holds strength, it because it holds a lot of detriment. And, you know, there's this, 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 I guess a saying or, or a tagline, whatever you want to call it, believe every woman. Okay. So if we believe every woman, then we should believe every man. We should believe every child. But that is not the case. And why should we, as part of our empowerment, why should we believe in every woman? I certainly don't, and I'm a woman. Why is that the message? That there tells me that women make no mistakes. We have a totally clean history of things. And we don't need to take responsibility for anything that we do. Either it's good or bad. So if the man says, believe every man, is that wrong? Is it, is it wrong? And why is it wrong? So I think we need to get back into this center. Oftentimes, sometimes in our world, we call it the middle pillar. We need to bring ourselves there together as male and female because we do need each other. We do. And as I spoke in, in part one about, you know, the woman uh, doing everything and the man is confused, well, that again, you know, dear goddesses, that's an illusion that we've bought into. And that is the pressure that we are feeling because we can't do everything. And why should we? And why should we take away what a man wants to do? Because if we say everything, then the man is part of that everything as well. We can't shout. Um, we can't start screaming out and shouting well, we can do everything, therefore I don't need you, right? I don't need you because we all know, all of us, if we hear it enough, 
then they won't need us and they will go away. And so if we're asking, hey, believe in every woman, but hey, at the same time, I don't believe you. I mean, I don't need you. Then they will go away. And then what will happen is that us goddesses will not so much be fighting for our rights. We're going to be fighting for our existence. And this is why that believe in every woman is a detriment. And I fear that for us women, right? If, if we are wanting to make change, absolutely, we are here to make change. But it doesn't mean that we need to destroy what is out there. It doesn't mean that we need to deny another human being's existence. What it means is that we need to shift and we need to rebuild. So it starts to look different. And like I said, you, you know, part one, why is that important? And it might seem a little harsh in what I'm saying, but this is the power us women hold inside of us. This is how, that's the strength. This is how powerful it is. Because yes, we do set the tone. We do set the tone. We are the holders of that energy. So if, if I may, let's look at it in this way. And when I say we are the holder of that energy and we are the ones that give because we give birth, therefore we are the leading energy on this planet. And it is the women that make the change. It's the women that make the shift. The form of every man's action or inaction has once come from a woman. Because we are the ones that put the energy out there. So their actions, their form and the way they do it, their action or, or inaction has once come from a woman. Either the woman was present in their life or the woman wasn't. It has once come from a woman. So therefore, it creates this, this cycle, this cycle of things. And we need to change that cycle. And we need to unify. Women, we need to unify. We need to unify and be on the same page of things. We need to unify in saying, what is it exactly that we want? Because the feminine and masculine, we want respect. I know, I know men want respect in the world. They, they do. And, and every woman wants appreciation. We fight for that appreciation constantly. This is why uh, 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 the feminine energy versus the feminine energy. So our biggest threat is another woman. More so than another man. Now, there's... When we look at our relationship together and what it means in the world, does it mean, you know, there's a lot of good people in the world that do bad things? There's, yes, there's absolutely women fight for empowerment, but that means that men can do the same thing. And yes, has there been uh, things that men have done that is not so great? Yes, but that's some, it's not all. It's the one bad apple, right? That's all it takes is the one bad apple, but it goes the other way as well. The women, the goddess, there is amazing amount of powerful, beautiful goddesses that are so empowered, that are powerful, but yet there's that one that might just ruin it for all. 
So just because that one, it doesn't mean all, right? So when we are, are, are coming up with or wanting to do a shift, we really have to look at things on a whole. We can't go by it by that one action that was done by that one person because that one person does does not represent the all. It, they really don't. And and because we set that tone, it is starts it starts with us. And we can filter it out to the world. Right? So we can't forget we are that container we are that container that holds everything together in that quiet strength. And can we do a lot? Yes, we can absolutely, uh, as women, do a lot. But can we do it all? We can't. And we, as men and women coming together, either it's your partner, your father, your brother, your son, your uncle, there is that weaving of the energy that we need to have each other in order to create any one change. Is that I love that. Yeah. It's 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 just so much clarity around that. It's just and, and refreshing as well. Because you know, mm -hmm. why why you know do we feel like we have to take everything on board and you know you know having a beautiful relationship and partnership is just so so brings so much joy so much magic so much healing and like you were saying in part one it doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic uh, right. involvement it could be you know brother or friend or you know right it doesn't have to be a sexual or exactly exactly it's it's just that relationship and 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 why not? Why not have a relationship that empowers us, mm. that rises, you know, that lifts us up, you know, as the goddess? Why don't you want to be praised? Why don't you want to be lifted up? Why don't you want to be treated like the queen? Why don't you want a man to hold a door for you? Why don't you want a man to treat you for dinner? Yes, you can. Of course you can. But that you being able to pay for dinner does not mean that you are empowered. We, we should not be looking at from that. We are empowered and that power comes from us knowing ourselves. The moment we know ourselves, we will be okay with all these things. And the same is if we call for peace and march for peace, all these things that we are so wanting as the goddess on this planet will naturally fall in place, right? So we wanna rise up. Do we want to be held up on that throne, whatever way that throne looks like, with whatever piece of clothing we want to wear? Why not? Why, why not? We hold that power. And having that, having that come back to us will want us to do more, but in a more positive way. Yeah, I, I, I feel it's close. I feel it's close. I, I'm praying that mm -hmm. it's close, you know? <laughs> yes, definitely. So a subject very close to my heart, as you know, is the well-being of children. Ooh. And um, I know that's also something very close to your heart, too. It is. And um, I just wondered the relationship between goddess and children. And, and I, I get asked so many questions from mothers, from stepmothers, from aunties, from grandparents. You know, you know, how what do you think the goddess can teach the children, you know, in, and, and that relationship 
you yes. know, can you explore that with us a little bit? Yes. Uh, yes, this, this one here is very, you know, close and dear to me as well, because with all with everything that is happening on our planet, uh, we are forgetting about our, our children. We are forgetting about the children, even though some of us may think, well, we're doing it for the children. No, we're actually forgetting about the children. And as goddesses, we have that part of us that has that compassion, that kindness, that nurturing. And we really, really goddesses, we really, really need to nurture our children. We really do. It is part of our gift as a goddess to nurture them, allow them, let them, let children be children. And nowadays I am finding that, you know, we treat children like adults. We, 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 we approach them with things or, or um, bring things to them from a standpoint of an adult. And children don't have the mechanism. They don't have the the know to the knowingness of how to handle adult situations adult issues they just don't know that and when they be when they're put into that position it becomes very difficult and maybe not at that moment but when they get older and they become adults that's where you'll start to feel uh, or actually see a lot of the trauma that they have gone through as a child and when children are born, when they're little, when they're, they are the closest to divine. They are, they are the, they are the closest one to divine. They come out pure. They don't come in with the pollution of our world. They don't have the same filter as us adults do. They don't see things the way we do. They don't hear it the way we do. They don't have the emotions that we do although sometimes we think they do. And that's what we go by, yet forgetting that they're a child, right? So, you know, for example, I remember uh, with my own son, you know, he was talking about a friend at school. I'm like, oh, who's that friend? You know, please tell me who, who is that friend? And he described him. And it was amazing how he described him because if we were an adult, we would never describe that person the way this child just des described that person. They didn't see skin color as part of their description. They didn't see their eye color as part of their description or their hair as part of their description. He came at me, he's like, well, mom, he's really, really, really funny. You know, he's the one that jumps around and, you know, and it's like, well, yes, great, thanks. Great description, because all the kids are jumping around. So which one really is he? And that there proves how much they are not polluted and they only become polluted from us adults. So, and you know, moms, and for those of you that are guardians and aunties, you play the role of a mom, you have the mom energy, whatever it may be, you're and you work with children, you know, they they need to explore. They need to explore. You need to help them understand responsibility and what that looks like. And it doesn't become compli complicated. However, you know, we don't have a script to this madness. 
we don't have a, it's all trial by error. And it's like, oh my God, let's hope this will be okay. And it's all trial, it's all trials by error. And I believe that a lot of mothers, a lot of goddesses out there have questions about this because we don't have a script and we are trying so hard to be a good mother, which is what? What, what is a good mother? See, that's a pressure on us women, right? Us moms, us aunties, us grandmas. What's a good mom? What is a good grandmother? What is a good auntie? What is a good stepmom? What does that mean, a good mom? You know, we don't have a script to this. And so therefore, we have to simplify it. We have to simplify all of this. Let children be children, nurture them as a child. Because just like us adults have phases in our life, the children have phases in their life. There's the phase of the seven-year-old. There's the phase of the nine-year-old. There's the phase of the 12-year-old, right? So there's all these phases of life. And, and help them to see beauty and to do good, right? Help them see beauty around them. Allow them to explore, to be out in nature, right? Allow them just to be out in nature, to feel Mother Earth, to be, to be in the presence of just Earth. And empower them for who they are. Start empowering your children for who they are. Start to teach them, who am I? And it's not, you don't ask them in an adult way. You have to really bring it, simplify it in a child's language. Because as they grow up, then they'll say, oh, this is what mom meant. You know, this is when mom used to say it in this way. This is what she meant. So to them, it'll just be second nature. So you teach them from when they are younger, simplified language by empowering them, by empowering them for who they are and what they can become not polluting them with the agenda of what the world has out, outside of them. It, they won't understand it. They, they'll, they'll just take it in and then react to it in a certain kind of way. So uh, let's teach our children to do what they love so they can grow into who they know they can become. And oftentimes we tell our children, well, you can do everything. You can do, you can be whatever you want. You can become anything you want. And that again, just like the woman says, we can do everything is an illusion because that too puts pressure on a child. I can do everything. Okay, well, I want to go do this, but oh, wait a minute. I don't, I don't think I'm really great at that, but am I supposed to be good at that? Because I can do everything. I can do anything I want. No, you know, no, you don't have to do or no, you don't have to become everything. And no, you can't do and become whatever you want. Yes. Is the world yours? Yes. And I think most oftentimes that what that's what we we mean because we want our child to feel empowered. So we say, yeah, you can just do anything, anything, because you're that great. Of course, yes, they are that great. But how about we tell them? to do what they love instead, right? So we, so that child, as they grow up as an adult, they'll start to understand what passion means and they'll start to understand what joy means. 
having joy in life, right? And it, it doesn't put so much pressure on them because the anything is not something we can do. You know, I, I, you know, I would love to be a doctor. I, I don't have the studious side of me to do that. Do you know what I mean? So no, you can't do anything. You can't. But can you empower them to, can you tell them, say, well, do what you love. So you can grow into becoming who you know you can be. Right. And, and that is very important. That is important that we communicate that. How do we do that? How do we, how do we do that for our children? Is we have to do it for ourselves. We are their first teacher. So if we are in this path, if you want to know thyself, then you can help your child know themselves as well. Why? Why, why is that? It's because you will have the tools, the know-how to do it. And when you have the tools to know how to do it, then you'll have a better grasp at it. Make sense? I love that. I mean, it's so, when I was a kid's yoga teacher, I used to teach a, a class uh, of children and, and English was all their, se their second language. And they would, they would copy exactly what I did, even though they didn't understand what I was saying. And that was such a big lesson to me that children don't do what you say. They do what you do and they copy you. So yes. if you are doing it, they will naturally follow that, whether it's, you know, kids yoga or whether it's the teachings. And, and what I think I'm hearing here is, Franklin, and this is a question I get asked a lot, is how when can my children start learning mystery school tools? Mm -hmm. and, and what I'm hearing there, I think, is that, well, you're already integrating those tools through, through your own practices, but maybe you could expand a little bit on, you know, on that as well. Yes. So the part where I'm saying like knowing yourself is, is you knowing yourself to, 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 to create that power, to come to know your own power. But at the same time, you're, you're receiving tools. You're receiving the tools to life. And that, that is what we here at the mystery school are about. This is what we are here to give tools so you can live a better life. You can heal. You can have a better life. You can feel stronger. You, you, you can have, um, make different choices, have a clarity of mind. And so the child looks up to the adult. And like you said, mimicking for a child is huge part of their de development. They mimic the adult. So if we have the tools to teach our children in our everyday life, just everyday life flowing of energy to our children through the tools that we have, then as they progress and get older, then they will be inclined and, and, and pulled into wanting to come to somewhere like the mystery school. So they can start learning the tools and have a little bit more of an understanding of what does it mean but they'll understand it from a different level. They'll understand it as an older child, as a young adult. And I say, start in your own home. But I say, first start with yourself. 
So you can be that container and you can set that tone for your child. Start with yourself so you can pass it down to your child. And that, that way, as they are growing, as they become 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and they start to that 14 time, you know, that 14 year of age, even 10, some, you know, for some children seeming younger, they start to ask questions. And they start to say, oh, I want to do that. And that's when you can really start bringing them into some teachings of the mystery school. But I say, start with yourself, continue with the empowering of self mom, right? Step mom, auntie, grandma, start with your, it's never too late. Start with yourself. And that way you can pass down what you do to your child by empowering them because you are empowered. Right? There's, there's a real big difference when uh, a goddess doesn't have the tools. It becomes a very big struggle and you just hope that what you're doing is right. That's so powerful. And, and I love that, that it, all women take on the responsibility for all children. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter whether you're, you know, even blood related, it doesn't matter, you know, even if it, you know, it's your godchildren or, you know, whoever it is, yes. we still take on that responsibility because they're still looking at us. They're still seeing us. They're still, you know, observing what we're doing. So we have that responsibility. Every single woman on the planet has yes. that responsibility. Yes. And you'll see it in a child that doesn't have their mom around because whatever she went, went to go do something and they may maybe have gotten hurt or one thing or another. You'll notice that that child will look for another woman that's around them. Mm. And that nurturing part of us, it is natural to us. Either that child, either, either we know that child or we don't. When something happens, we instantly that 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 part of us that's just that is just there shows up just like that mm -hmm. we don't have to go find it anywhere it's part of our being that kindness compassion that nurturing aspect of us is part of who we are and regardless of that child again that if we know that child or not yeah. we we instantly move into that position that role mm -hmm. and, and that's our power that's who we are Right. That's who we are. And this is why we have to bring that natural state of ourselves back onto this planet because it is aching for it. Yeah. I'm ready for 3.5 billion women all nurturing. I'm, well, however many. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Thank you. We are, I mean, that went so quickly again. Oh, gosh. I know, I know. Thank you so much, um, uh, Davina Franca. For, for those of you that um, have seen part two and you've missed part one, please uh, catch up on part one because it was phenomenal, just like part two. Um, and I'm sure we're going to have Davina Franca back on uh, at some point when she's not so busy. I know she's she's preparing now for programs in in mm -hmm. the united states so uh she's busily organizing her team and what have you so um thank you so much mm -hmm. and uh we will see you all again very soon thank you for all yes. joining and tuning in thank you thank you everybody thank you kate